0: Right. you are now listening to the vanity ultra podcast i'm your host kenneth kirk and i'm elijah evans yo in this episode 018 episode 8 of season 2 we're back at it again we got a special guest for you guys today man um before before we get into our guests i just want to send my condolences to virgil abloh's yes. family Best um, to god yo we, we we lost a legend man yeah. we lost a true legend a true creative um someone someone who I was very heavily inspired by. Most
1: definitely. I think I like I was saying, like I I owe Virgil for everything. Yeah, everything yeah, yeah. style-wise, everything, culture-wise. It's so and it's you know, it's mm-hmm. sad he's got kids, but hopefully, you know, his kids continue that legacy and leave a ton and Thanks. and everything is and just you know, he's probably up there doing Jesus' off-white fittings. So okay (laughs) he's he's doing he's in he's in heaven right now doing fittings for jesus new off-white robes no facts no no facts
0: no he's he's in a better place and we wish all of his family well and you know we just hope that his inspiration and his legacy just lives on you know so in lighter news well yeah let's get into lighter things we have our special guest for today uh before i have my guest introduce himself I just want to say, man, this guest, you know, I've been following him for quite a minute now. Uh, I first came across his brand first, his brand Bloomfield Works. I came across his brand first um, and was just I just fell in love with the pieces. Also, the how he organizes his page and his inspirations for the pieces, like connecting it with like Black art, Black music, you know, just African-American culture in general. And tying all that into his clothing pieces and also his presentation as well, I was really drawn in into, um, yeah, man. And then I came across his personal page, and I was like, "Yo, we got to get this man on the podcast." So, with that being said, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let my guest introduce himself.
2: Peace, peace. That's a hell of an intro. I appreciate y'all, man. Um, I'm Warren Cochran, designer, art director, and founder of Bloomfield Works. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on, y'all.
0: Yeah, of course, man. Mr. Warren, C. you know what I'm saying? In yeah, the, yeah. In the building. <laughs> in the he building. is. High. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> in the buildings. So I'm not sure if you listen to any of our previous episodes of our podcast, but uh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I
2: appreciate
0: it. <laughs> uh, I'm rocking. With,
2: I told you I was rocking with it. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, man.
0: Thank you. Um, So we kind of like to start off with, you know, the softball stuff, the softball question. So, yo, tell us where you're from, bro.
2: Bro, I'm like a a true tri-stater, like in general. Um, I was born in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, I lived there for a couple of years, but then I moved to Jersey, Um, Lived in East Orange for a little bit. And then we moved to Bloomfield, New Jersey. Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then, you know, some things happened and I I moved in with my dad who lived in Connecticut, in Bloomfield, Connecticut.
1: Wow. wow. So, Mm.
2: yeah, yeah. So that gives you a little bit of insight right there. It's the, um, ties. it's
0: the family ties it's the family yeah
2: feel me yeah yeah it's just all about just like that tri-state feel and um just growing up in that that era you know mid 90s early 2000s like that was a very culturally rich time especially mm. for you know this area so it was like you know being from from that east coast tri-state area is like has been really big for identity obviously
1: yeah right. i love connecticut it's one of my favorite states i've ever been to like i'm I telling think, you like people sleep sleep so it's one of the best places yeah i'm just never, the food yeah, is yeah. crazy
0: that's what i've heard i've yeah. heard the food is really yeah. good i've personally never been to connecticut so yeah. you gotta get up there. yeah
2: nah just rock with, rock with connecticut for a little bit you know keep your head on the slope a little bit too I've been, they try to they try to rock you to sleep a little bit with like the the tennis and the um, you yeah. know mansion mansion imagery but that's like mm. not much of the state and then everything else you know could be a little shaky right wow, wow. Yeah. you know what i mean so
1: i've, yeah. I've been to, uh i think it's called norwalk connecticut have you been yeah there? yeah yeah Yeah. it's yeah. a cool little very cool like little town.
2: oceanic you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. yeah it's cool it's cool it gets boring for sure but it's still like if you know the right people it's right. Be a good time
0: right Shout out, yeah, UCon- shout out to the UConn, shout out to the Yukon Huskies, you dig? You <laughs> feel me? Yeah. So you
2: tapped, you tapped in enough. You tapped in yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, man. Come on. I, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah.
0: I'm a basketball connoisseur, man. That was my first love. Oh, okay. uh, Fire.
2: Fire.
0: So man, talk about it. Just talk about growing up in Connecticut and then Jersey. Just talk about just growing up as a kid. Um, what were what were some of your just influences as a kid early on? Like whether it be sports, music, like what were you tapped into? And what were your interests growing up?
2: I mean, I'm like anybody else, you know, we all kind of had the same a lot of the same reference points. You know, we watched Rhapsody. We watched, you know, Toonami. We watched all Mm. these things, Um, you know, for me personally, like inside, I I would like divide it up into two. Because like inside the home, like my mom was a super ill just like illustrator, Mm. like on the low, like she was like really good at it. Um, You know, my both my family, like my father and my mother are both from Jamaica, Rose Hall. Montego Bay. Mm. Um, so it's like, you know because of that in certain like roles that people perceive roles of women, she wasn't able to pursue it mm-hmm. as much, you know, unfortunately. Um, but she was just like super ill with it. and like we would be in the house watching a lot of like old westerns because like the West Indians like really fuck with like western flicks. Yeah. I don't know if many mm-hmm. people know that. Um, and we would just be watching I would just see her like sketch. So she'd just be sketching like what was on the TV and then would be just like ill line work. And I think because of that, she always just nurtured my artistic side. So whether Mm -hmm. it was like making sure there was like Legos in the crib or like always having crayons. Like I I think I heard stories of her making comic books back in the day. And that was something that was something that I did when I was like five, six, seven. So Mm -hmm. she was like, she was like a really integral part of just like nurturing that artistic side. And then, As far as like influences, you know, you've grown up in Jersey, growing up in Bloomfield, Connecticut. It's like Tims that are always attributed to New York and rightfully so, but like that kind of permeated throughout the whole tri-state. So, you know, if you in Philly or if you in Jersey or in Connecticut, like you're wearing Tims, you got the baggy car heart, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. a lot of that stuff that you might see in like old like Nas or like Lost Boys videos and things like that, the wet alleys and you know what I'm saying, just like earth tones, like that, that Mm -hmm. is a big influence on me. and, And it's funny as I'm talking through it right now, it's like I, I think a lot of those like reference points of watching those mid-century films and having it uh like with the old Westerns, having an appreciation for old cinema is kind of where I've landed with a lot of the promotional and like reference and mood board points for Boomfield. So it's really yeah. funny.
1: So I mean, it's funny that you say that because I actually grew up with my grandfather. We watched a lot of Westerns. Do you like have any favorites that you were into like?
2: bro it's really just like even like spaghetti westerns like mm-hmm. with, or i don't even know i don't even know if that's like okay to say but um uh, <laughs> yeah. what they're called you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, like yeah. the italian westerns and you got the good the bad and the ugly and just like all that's those my like, favorite the, good ernie bad, the yeah. yeah right and you got a lot of those ernie americone um scored like films and those were like really ill too if we talk about some of the tenants of Film is just like scoring and like music and like all the all those things were part of like the early stuff that really helped kind of right. bring me to this yeah. point. It's too. crazy because
1: yeah. like westerns, there's some great, great, great style and just imagery in those movies, man. For sure, yeah. it's definitely for like, sure. Like that whole like long duster coat with mm-hmm. the boots and the hat, like that's mm-hmm. such. I'm a telling good you, look.
2: Wow. that's a fact. And it's funny because I like I'll tell some young some of um young designers that I come across or that I work with. Or just people in general that just like in our space that just fuck with like great visuals um and imagery and all that stuff is like go back and just check out a lot of the old so cinema much. because right. title sequences are like my favorite thing yeah. you know what i'm saying Yo, like that's that cr- hyper red that hyper red that hyper yellow on top of like that old textual cinema footage like beautiful you know what i I'm pay saying?
1: i pay i think it's like 11 bucks from our criterion subscription right and I, sometimes right. i don't even watch the movie i just wait for the intro credits see what that font is looking like see what the imagery is like and it's okay next, on to the next one
2: i'm yeah. telling you man yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of value in that stuff like we've got to go back and just like preserve all that and keep it going because it's like a lot of stuff that we haven't even unearthed yet
1: mm-hmm. wow like all those 70s french films and you got mm-hmm. uh, to mm-hmm. tap in i have to tap in mean, i'm, I'm, I'm Ill, telling I, you bro i'm ill-informed <laughs> Ill- yeah <laughs> i'm
0: ill-informed <laughs> <laughs> Um. So transitioning. Uh. Yeah. So as as you continue to grow up and everything and get older, what was kind of your first? I don't know. How, what were your first like? Just kind of tie-ins to like fashion in general. What was your first? Just kind of. Ooh. Wow. What is this? Kind of moments. Um. When it comes to the fashion.
2: Ah. I, I would say. I would say like. Um. Uh, hmm. Cause like my I have an older sister who's like seven years older than I am. Okay. and my mom my mom was like fashionable as well so it was like they kind of just like kept me like laced you know what i mean like mm-hmm. my mom would it would be like kind of like a high low thing or like my mom would have me with like the ill like bugle boy or like tommy hill figure mm-hmm. fit mm-hmm. um and then my sister would make sure that i had like the ill grant grant hill feelers or like mm-hmm. some tims or some like jordan 12s or something like that um and it was just like mixing that together because you know i always loved like I always loved like the Wayne's bros because they always reminded me of like cousins oh, and like, um, you know, some of my sisters, some of my sister's friends that would be around, like they would dress just like that. And it was kind of an example of like the people you would see outside. So um, I always kind of I would say like that if, if there was a mood board from like my 90s fits,
1: mm-hmm. it would yeah. be like.
2: You know, it would be like Marlon Wayne's. You know what
0: I'm saying? Some <laughs> right. of those fits. That- were, you
1: ever seen? um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh In Living Color? Sure. You ever watch that show, bro. Yeah, In
0: Living in- Color is a classic. If you lo- if you yeah. go back
1: and look at um who was the DJ, it's one of it's one of the. was Sean. Oh, yeah. Some of his yeah. fits are cr- like some of their fits are yeah. crazy. Bro. Like, yeah. Insane. Later on, later on
2: in the Wayne's Bros, like he was wearing some weird shit. But like that in like the early '90s, mm. you know that very like you know that that baggy but like ill pattern um sweaters like right. yeah it, it's yeah. something there man if you ever want to go back and check it out
0: facts and even like uh like i've I've been tapping into seinfeld and just like yeah you mm-hmm. know, the fits in seinfeld fits, yeah. are crazy
2: mm-hmm. like, yeah, You know, what yeah i mean, I mean they're being referenced heavily right now it's yeah. like
1: yeah you know you look yeah. at a
2: lot of the you look at like all the big brands now they're just like oh Seinfeld and just stands in you know gore Tex, Gore Tex, right. all that stuff so
1: you know it's yeah. crazy one of my professors in college mm. was one of the original creators of gore Tex. oh that's fine uh, wow. isn't that crazy motherfucker was rich as hell that's crazy crazy but he just
2: he just teaches for sport
1: yeah seriously because <laughs> you <laughs> know like the military uses gore Tex, bro like yeah whoa. that's a big like, contract about how much money he makes yeah. off that and probably just was like a little part of it crazy i don't even remember his name
0: that's crazy yeah but uh um, it's crazy <laughs> So, um, so also, I mean, when I did some research on you and just going across your page, I noticed, um, in your bio, of course, you're an art director at Complex. So I wanted to ask you, like, as you got older, did you happen to go to school for what you currently do for work, or is it opposite? No, Mm. nah,
2: I'm all self-taught, bro. It's 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 been a it's been a crazy journey, but it's like you go from you know how I was mentioning how my mom just like was like, yo, you should draw and illustrate, and you know you once you get to that age you start you know watching tsunami you do the everybody who i know in this space is like dragon ball z i drew dragon ball z it's like it you go from there and then it kind of eventually evolves into other mediums of like being artistic and i remember i did the class shirts for <laughs> for my high school class tough and that Fine. you know that's i was the, doing a,
1: that's low-key flex. <laughs> that's low-key of flex like you did the class <laughs> shirts that's that's pretty <laughs> sick <laughs> i mean at that time i think i was the only
2: person that really rock with with Photoshop for real, but even with that, it was like, you know, I was best dressed in high school for whatever it's worth, but like people kind of came to me like, Hey, Warren, could you do the shirts? Did them. That was cool. And then, you know, you're doing like mixtape covers. Um, I was, I had my own blog in like 09. So this is after high school, of course, but, um, I had my own blog in like 09 and it was like, um, that kind of was like my first foray into content. Mm -hmm. so everything Mm -hmm. i say all that to say like i was very like self-taught just like folk like are you guys from creative uh familiar with like creative control like that old blog where it was like dame Mm -hmm. dash had you know he had ski beats and then they opened up dd 172 in tribeca and it was like most def was Khalifa currency early smoke business so this is like 2010
1: 2011 oh Um, yeah and that's that's kind of like right my mom was kind of like iffy about like music and what i couldn't couldn't listen got you. to so uh, got i didn't kind of like really get into like hip-hop until i would say like 20 2014 right, yeah, 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 yeah honestly, you were telling me that got, yeah, got you, got so you. that's a little i, would, I mean my time. no i mean that's
2: great too because it's like i could tell i'm a little older than y'all but at the same time i think i would say like definitely go back and check it out because it was like very like guerrilla style mm-hmm. like going in yo i know the culture you know the culture let's go in and like just create content create music videos that cost probably like a hundred dollars. But it's just you could feel the texture of like what they were doing in. So like I still would say like it's very self-taught. So I'm doing all that stuff. I'm coming out to from from Connecticut after college and just like interning everywhere and just be just getting my hands dirty. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Working at um, I think my first internship was at this showroom um for TI's old brand or cool. Tough. So like, oh, yeah, shit. I mean. Yo, yeah, quick! Oh, bitch, quick you, guys VI, you guys are VA. You got VA, yeah, VA dude. So you should know. Yeah, 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 yeah rp right.
0: Fifty-five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, right. So, yo, so you know what's crazy? When you mentioned that, I actually this was two and a half years ago, like Did two it, years ago. Play clothes joint. Yeah, yeah, I modeled for a coup, like their site and everything. A coup and play clothes. Yeah. So that you was that's, that's so crazy. That was, like one
1: of your first shoots too, Kenny? Yeah, one that was one of my shows? first like really? commercial,
0: commercial like being on a website shoot. Like that was that that's was crazy.
1: Fire. Yeah. You
2: know, it's crazy. So what's crazy on top of that? So after the coup internship for the summer or whatever, I interned, mm. art interned at Complex. And then after that, I was cool with like a lot of people from the coup showroom. And I ended up interning at that showroom, which was Playclothes. So from like 2012 to like 2014, I worked on Playclothes doing a lot of like their lookbooks. So it was a lot of like mm. going out on the field with some of my homies coming in on Saturdays you know, going through the pieces and just like shooting them, creating lookbooks. And that kind of sharpened a lot of my skill set. So I'm like interning at complex and interning at the showroom at the same time, like in the morning, I would get up, take the train to the complex offices and then at like five or six, leave there, go to the other showroom and just like work on lookbooks with the team or whatever. So it was a lot of like, yeah, I didn't really go to FIT or Parsons or anything like that, but it was like, I had infield experience and you kind of learn the sentiments of like the professional side you understand what the what the audience or the, the customers enjoy or what they're receptive to so it's like you're learning the relationships with like buyers and all these things um right. and it's just like all that professional know-how but then you also kind of are younger than everybody so you understand like yeah that's cool but I know it's gonna be out in like two years right I'm gonna bring mm. I know that we're gonna be receptive to this stuff going forward so it's so
1: funny how it's just like full circle
0: yeah that's yeah that's pretty crazy wow Man, that's so crazy!
1: Shout out, shout out, push pushes play close, right? That's yeah, you know, that's push, yeah, push yeah, his yeah, play close, yeah. Ty,
0: uh, uh, damn, I was about to say Tiger, Ti is a <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ti, yeah, Ti is a cool. Um, yo, so yeah, so, just connecting with Complex. How long have you been at Complex?
1: Yeah, and when, when were you at Complex when kind of like, like when Emily Oberg was there? Yeah, Lawrence you know, J- J- no
0: Jinx,
2: and so, nah, so I was, um, I was there interning and then i had like freelance for them for like a couple months and then i had one on and did like my own thing for a couple years and i think that was like i came in like right as they were about to leave so they were mm-hmm. they would be in the office and stuff and then when i came in which was like 2018 like mm-hmm. summer 2018 everybody was kind of like that specific group of people were like oh no we're about to be out and do our own yeah, thing yeah. but shout out to them though
0: yeah right right you know i know who else works at uh joe Lapuma. Oh, yeah, Complex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 Shout, shout, shout out to, to the Complex Sneaker Shop. <laughs> 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 nah, <laughs>
1: shout
0: yeah.
2: to
0: them, man. Yeah, wow, that's so that's so dope because I came across Complex. I want to say this is probably my freshman year of college mm-hmm. and I would Fire. just see the just different videos, whether it be Emily Oberg in the Supreme Lines or <laughs> Yo, the Supreme <clears throat> just the like regular daily, just like yeah. news updates yeah. and stuff. And I just found it. I just found it cool because that was kind of my introduction. Like around that time that was sort of my introduction like getting into fashion per se and getting into like different news media outlets connecting to fashion so right. coming across complex that was just uh
1: yeah complex they're huge like they're yeah for they're sure. definitely the I would say like the number one kind of like leading force of that you know like fashion and that type of media it's, like I would, it's, I don't...
2: yeah it's, it's it's interesting too because it's like obviously there's like a bit of uh age disparity like because when i When I started messing with comp, of course I was doing it when I I was checking them out when I was like really young, but I remember when they had magazines, like, like, because again, I have like older siblings and I have older cousins. So like, they would be into a lot of like print media. And I remember when the magazines were like super thick, double-sided. So I would be like reading them and shit. And like, this is like early 2000s, you know what I mean? So that was my introduction to them, but it's so funny how once they pivoted to digital, it's like the next generation was able to find them and like love, like, Adore, or no, I won't say adore, but like they uh, appreciate them the same way that somebody um, a little bit older would appreciate them, but like in a different medium. You know what Not I'm saying? Sure. Like got y'all it. came across the digital version of Complex, where it's right. like yo all these shows represent like fashion and streetwear culture, whereas I was like, "Oh, well, these magazines are ill." You know what yeah. I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. So now we got to transition into your brand, Mr. Warren. See, and I'm really
1: excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. So. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm new to you. I'm new to your brand, and I see okay, off, yeah. off, off bat that your brand is very heavily influenced by our culture. You know, mm-hmm. and it's sick because like no one, no like you don't see T-shirts with Donna Summer on it. You don't. You see a million of <laughs> Monroe. You mm. see a million. Right, with, right. Who the other one? Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like you see a million of her. Yeah, hey, oh bro, like. Hepburn. Yeah, like, you see, but you never see, like, you know, Nina Simone T-shirts or, you know, so I I just want to firstly commend you on that. Secondly, I want to say that Spring Affair by Donna Summer is one of my favorite songs of all time. (laughs) Oh,
2: yeah. Uh, Taste, bro. That song is so fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, listen, I implore everybody, like, go back and like, and that's really what I just. I mean, if we're talking about the brand, like that's really what I want to do essentially is just kind of satiate that appetite for um, like mid-century, 60s, 70s, and even 80s, like black culture, a lot of the stuff that we may not be privy to, you know what I'm saying? Myself Mm -hmm. included, like one thing that I really love doing is just for every, like to be honest, like every collection that I've done and I'm on collections, I just did collection 7 November. So Mm -hmm. every collection has just been sparked from like a song or like a moment, like I'll literally be driving around or I'll just be, you know, if I'll go exercise or whatever, I'll just be in the cribs chilling, it'll be a song. And I'm like, what if we did a collection around the idea of, you know, dance hall culture, this song is ill, Why don't? what would the promotion for this look like? And I'm always thinking about that rollout. Um, and yeah, it's just really like, like the brand itself is like, the core tenants are like music, um, like, like black impact, like reverence, you know what I'm saying? You'll never see me really do anything that's too traumatic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just about celebration of what we've done. You know, the last shirt that I did was um, the triumph and the tragedy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, look where we are, look what we can do, look how powerful we are. Like only strong people could make it through all the shit that we've made it through mm-hmm. and right. still be, you know, still be, you know, um, prospering. So it's like, that's really what what I always want to celebrate with the brand and music has been the key like the main vehicle for it so yeah I, I love that you guys were able to like pick that up immediately
0: yeah yeah and that was one of the few things that I loved about it because I think I came across your brand around the time or shortly after of course the um the murder of George George Floyd and everything mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. just seeing your brand really kind of just I don't know just in that moment is kind of Cause, you know things were just really heavy in that like just race yeah you know and just coming yeah. across a brand that just heavily just talks about and shows uh black culture and african-american culture mm-hmm. is it was one of the beautiful things to see and that's why i really wanted to keep tapping into it and everything and i appreciate just, that yeah man it's really dope to see and really beautiful to see um at,
2: at- I mean, that's, that's when it started too. Cause it was like April, 2020, you know, everybody was in the house. Right. George Floyd was like a little bit after, even if it wasn't George Floyd, I think the Ahmaud Arbery stuff started coming out mm-hmm. and it was like, to your point, it was very heavy. Um, so I just wanted to do something that felt like, how can I make the art that I was doing a little bit more, a little bit more actionable. So it's like, you know, with, with, I think almost all the collections that I've done, you know, piece, uh, a piece of the net proceeds go to a charity, whether it's like I think originally the first one was like the Breonna Taylor. Then the other one was um, Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights Camp. And then most recently it's the Black Arts Future Fund. So it's just like being able to, uh, this is my talent. I'm gonna make things, you know, and I'm gonna take some of that money. I'm gonna give it to causes that can help with the continuation of like Black art, you know what I'm saying? And just like, um, so that's where, you know, it originally started with just like a random like state property Beanie Siegel t-shirt that people were really receptive to and then it just kind of like I started building the brand and some of the the ethos of it.
1: Okay. So, um I so I I love the Miles Davis team. And I love mm. kind of like your style of of making shirts. Sure. So do you do all of your own um like iconography and graphic work? Do you do that all by yourself?
2: Yeah, right yeah. It's all me. It's all me right now. <laughs> Eventually I'll get the team, but that's all me right now.
1: Right. So I also want to talk about how like when you release a shirt, you do this really cool thing where you put the shirt and then the background is moving. So is that that really comes I, I can really see like your your influence from like how film has influenced you. So like, I guess my question is like um, when you are making those, do you. Is that like in mind? Like it's all about like making like something short, like a short film, or is it just more about the T-shirt and less about like that? If that makes any sense. Uh,
2: nah, yeah, it's it's all in conjunction. Like even with like the same way I was telling you, like I'll be driving around. Like I'll say this. So the next collection that I'm working on is called well, the the working title is Sex Manners for Advanced Lovers, and the idea is the idea came from just driving around. I was listening to this old um song called sweet stuff by Sylvia Uh, I think it's just one word one one name Sylvia and it's like in that moment I if I can if there's a song that kind of taps into a part of my brain and it's like all right what is this about is this about like black intimacy like Mm. what clips could I use like are there films are there music videos are there moments that people will be receptive to and it's like about building that compilation in the mind for storytelling you know what I'm saying like if if you someone like yourself who's not super familiar with the brand but you come across it and you come across some of these like posts where it's like the tea and I'm releasing it if you can get the story of the the shirt or the collection from that first video it's like that's really where I'm trying to like that's the goal you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like so it's just been like yeah I would say it's like a, a, a mixture of like here's the tea that I have in mind here's the song that I would score it with here are these like pieces, images, uh, clips, footage that I would piece it with to create the whole like collection.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's an idea yeah. I just thought of in my mind. And I'm not sure. I don't I'm not sure. I don't believe you do it already. But um, have you thought about maybe incorporating maybe like a playlist connecting with the brand, maybe doing something? Yeah,
2: like I that? have. No, I have for sure. So like I think I started like, the last collection right before this or maybe even before that. So on Spotify, and I think I have some on Apple Music, it's Bloomfield Wave, and it's just Mm. like a couple of collections. I'm trying to integrate them a little bit more, but if you go to my page, like one of the highlights has all all those playlists in there, because it's like, it goes hand in hand. If if you're talking about music, you know, why not put some playlists together?
1: Right. Um, So I see that like, like again, like Miles Davis, Nina Simone, all those places. So. Were, is that something that, like, your parents kind of were listening to? Or is that something that you found on your own? Because for me, my first record that I got for Christmas was uh, Birth of the Cool, Miles Davis. Mm, and that's kind of, yeah, right? Crazy. My uncle got it. fine. that's Christmas. your first? That's the first That's joint? the first record I ever got for my record collection is Birth of the Cool by wow. Miles Davis. Um, that's super hard. So, yeah, so th- I had my uncle to kind of influence that. And I also, I, I played in Jasmine in high school and stuff. So is that mm-hmm. something that you kind of grew up with? Or was that something that you found on your own? Mm.
2: I would say, um, no, like jazz wasn't like huge in my house cause we're like we're Caribbean family. So like mm-hmm. it was a lot of Reagan, a lot of Bob, a lot of Barris, a lot of Barrington Levy, like I a lot of those artists, Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean? Like all that, but I found a lot of that stuff. Like later on, I remember when I had moved back to Connecticut, I had an older cousin, um, Andrew who put me on to like so much like, cause you, when I moved back, it was like Dipset you know what I'm saying? Like 50 and mm-hmm. Cent was bubbling, like all that stuff, which was cool, like Rockefeller, but he was like, yo, have you ever heard of JD? And I'm like, the Atlanta producer? He's like, no, like Jay Dilla. Have you heard of Dilla? I'm like, Ooh. no. I'm like, put me onto that. Like he put me on the little brother, Most Deaf, like Quest Love, a lot of those like Mad Lib fusion. Like everybody loves Mad Lib, like Matt knows Mad Lib now, but like I'm talking like early 2000s, like those Brazil fusion mixtapes, like that kind of cultivated a lot of like my musical taste. and. I made beats for, like, 10, 15 years.
1: Tough. You know what
2: I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> so, so, like, you're coming up in an era where you're sampling, yeah. so all that shit comes in. You That's know what fire. I
1: mean? That's fire. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's unpack that. So, you made beats. <sighs> what did you yeah. – what was your tools of choice?
2: Man, Reason, mm-hmm. FL – and just like a bunch of vsts bro i had all the vsts i had all the i still have the laptop in the crib i just hadn't opened it in like five years
1: yeah wow. but it's like
2: and i yeah i was like really i had a lot of promise so now it was nice but it was just yeah. like i loved i loved art so much and i you know it's so funny because you mentioned we all mentioned virgil it's like merch virgil was like one of those people who i kind of looked to because he was like a older cat You know what I'm saying? But he was so influential and he was still doing like the DJing thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? While doing the while doing the art, like he was like, yo, I had conquered art. I conquered design. I conquered fashion to this high level. I'm not the greatest technical DJ, but I know music. I know what I know vibrations. I know how to get the crowd. And it was just like I always thought like, okay, well, maybe once I get to a good place with Bloomfield, like maybe I just start making beats again and just start scoring my own stuff. Instead of using music, it, it's it's so interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's yeah. crazy, man. Because I remember when I first tapped into this was like the first uh, all
1: those all those flat white boiler room sets. Yes, boiler room, bro. Yeah. The first ever, yeah.
0: the first ever boiler room set I watched on YouTube was literally the Virgil yeah. set. It was like Virgil. I'm telling you, uh, man. Virgil, Heron Preston, and yeah. DJ Benji B. <laughs> yep. yeah. Yo. and then Tremaine yeah. way, was hosting that shit
1: too. That <laughs> shit was so... so fun, dude. It's that's like the super friends. And Virgil is the <laughs> only person that would would play like Miles Davis, like yeah. at the Travis Scott show. He just like stopped. And yeah, yeah. Too,
2: I bro. was talking to somebody about that too because I was like, I remember when it happened because you know, unfortunately, he he kind of was a victim of like pylon culture, you know, mm-hmm. with the all the stuff. Luckily, like everything that's been happening since his death has been. Foundation, like it's been uh, grounded in with love, like it's been right. really good. Like, um, but you know, he was kind of a victim of pylon. But I remember at the time, somebody was trying to get like, I had tweeted, I was like, yo, he he blended Miles Davis into Migos, like, yeah, that's insane, Great. you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like you could never really take that way with away from him. Somebody tried to, like, like oh, you know, Virgil, da, da, da. I'm just like, yo, bro, he did it. I don't know any DJ that yeah. would have did that, Damn. you know,
0: and then it goes to show like. It goes to show that his music taste was so diverse, you know. Right. And I know for me, early on growing up, I was very heavily rap, R and Yeah, I never paid yeah. attention to alternative or electronic. Mm-hmm. And then as I got mm-hmm. older of the years, and especially listening to like DJ mixes and watching ballroom room sets, I've came right. across so much music. So much. And now that my like right. just even like with the playlists I put out, like I try to combine as much different just genres as much as possible, you know? And yeah, that's right. That's so crazy, yeah.
2: And it's it, it wasn't always like that too. Cause mm-hmm. like, you know, people say, you know, I only listen to rap and R&B. It's like, well, because you kind of, that's all they were kind of giving right. to you. You know what I'm saying? If you're of a certain age, the same way your uncle gave you the Miles Davis, like that's right. a lot of people's entry points. Like if you're lucky enough or privileged enough to have that entry point from an uncle, right. older brother, cousin or whoever, you know, it's now everything is like everything you know everything's open ser- which is great everyone but it loves, was not always it like it wasn't
1: that. and i remember like i would be no. in the car i'll be playing like i would be playing a miles davis record or like a, some jazz my friends would be like yo what the fuck are you listening to bro? right like, right and i used to be like what bro, are you talking I used to about be, get this man off the ox used, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
2: <laughs> i mean it's a time and place but i remember famously like i was in the crib we was all you know me and my um friends were all just kind of like chilling playing video games whatever and I had through on like this ill Brazilian playlist, right? Um, that I thought I thought it was a fly. I still do. I mean, I yeah, Bossa is my, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. And who doesn't really love Bossa But I right. remember out uh, of nowhere, my boy was like, "Man, what the fuck is this, bro?" Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it <was laughs> like, like it's
1: like, it's
2: like, like that meme. It's like
0: that meme with the dude who's taking off his headphones and it's yeah, just yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, like,
2: I thought we was vibing, but it's no. funny. It's like if you hang out, if you hang out with your friends now, or I, even if some like there's like kids who are like 20, 22, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And they might be chilling with their boys. That might be the vibe that you might be right. chilling in your apartment. You might throw in some jazz and that's cool. But you know, back then if you play in different genres, like NERD was a big deal, depending yeah. on, you know, oh, depending yeah. on how old you were, if you play in NERD, it better have been like some fire. Cause I'm like, what is this? Right. <laughs> and, especially, some 50.
0: and especially <laughs> for us, since we're from VA and just hearing that, right. hearing that growing up. And I remember just like, watching music videos before I go to school and MTV jams and seeing Pharrell fronting and video. and I'm all telling things. you.
1: And you, and you know, it crazy. My uncle, you know, my uncle was from the beach. He grew up around mm-hmm. and around when Pharrell was, before he was Pharrell, like, and they would right. used to say, bro, Pharrell was the weirdest dude like anyone had ever met. Like he used yeah. to like wear, like, you were saying he used to have like this, this silver polo puffer jumpsuit that he would wear around town. Oh, and he so would drive crazy. a moped. Super and just, hard. Yeah. Just like
0: so crazy, and even talks about it in interviews. Yeah. He talks about how he was yeah. like a weirdo, like yeah. you know, he was just one of those kids that was kind of like a nerd weirdo. There's you
1: know? a show on Netflix, mm-hmm. a hip hop evolution show. There's an episode about them, yeah. and there's like real early footage of mm-hmm. them doing like a um, yeah. a talent show at one of the high school at Princess, Princess Anne. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's just like it's funny to see like what he, what he was rapping about, like laser guns and going to space. And i telling like- you. <laughs> yeah
2: but now but now it's like super normal i right. remember even if we're talking about keep talking about pharrell it's like he said he mentioned the first time he was ever in a studio with like nori or, or one of them mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. was like oh they were kind of like who's this nigga with the little ass polo one? you know what i'm saying <laughs> like, like jeans are like, very but it's so tight funny. yeah <laughs> yeah but if you i mean but even now like i do a lot of like i do a lot of archival stuff like i'll check out getty and you see a lot of flicks from any R D or Pharrell from like 2003, 2004. It's like those fits still are still hard. Super hard.
1: Yeah. Super hard. Right.
2: So it's just funny.
0: No. Wow, man. So transitioning, uh, talk about. Well, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What has been your favorite piece you've de- designed thus far?
2: Oh, wow. Um, wow. dang!
0: And that Miles Davis.
2: I would say the Miles Davis tee that we did for um, the Fleet Pop Up in the Bronx was one of my favorite That's probably my favorite. Or, oh, not bugging. That tee is cool. The Lovers Rock one with the two dan- the two dancers on it. Yeah, mm, probably okay. my favorite from Concept Six. I love that shirt, and I want to bring it back, but I I don't want to bring it back. I yeah. kind of want to just like let it live. Really, like I recently yeah. found out some of my stuff has been on Grails.
0: And oh, so wow. That's a, of, wow. That's big. That's a yeah. Big,
2: big flex, that's a, big flex. Yeah. I mean, not even a flex, but it's just so funny. I love how like I like the idea of just like, this is what it is. Like, don't create any more. Yeah. But if people want it, like they can do their research and it might pop up on eBay 10 yeah. years or something like that.
0: So, so I would say that's my favorite. So what have been some ways that you've connected your brand with the community? Because I know you've talked about, you talked about your producer background. You talked about like maybe one day soon just getting into the DJ scene and maybe that can be right. a way of like connecting to the community, maybe doing something at a little venue or something like that. Where do you see what do you see yourself doing with the brand as far as like connecting it with the community? That's your current well
2: I yeah, I mean right now, as of right now, it's been a lot of just it's been very transactional, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. as I grow, I want to make I want to do more things that are you know like community fridges, a little bit more clothing drives. You know a lot of people talk about collaborators i would love to like work with a city you know m- municipality mm-hmm. and or you know just general um just general like you know community workers community organizers to do things and on that level and a lot of that stuff is in the works so mm-hmm. but as of right now it's been like yo i like what this organization is doing i want to donate some money to them i like what this organization is doing. i want to some some money to them so it's just like building out as i scale up and as we expand like i just want to get that make that a little bit bigger and really try to like touch people in a, in a real way
0: wow so i have one last question for you mr warren c and this is a 2 part. this is a two-parter okay <laughs> where do you see the brand in the near future as far as the next few years where do, where do you see yourself taking the brand and just beyond and then also, where do you see yourself in the next few years? Like what are some goals? What are some things you want to achieve in the near future for yourself as well as the brand? Wow. Um,
2: I kind of failed on the last collection, but I definitely want to get more into cut and sew. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know, it's I think one of the cool things that I've been exploring is approaching like cardigans and knitwear, at least in like um developmentally like as a graphic tee so yeah, like, that blue. Sorry, um, sorry
0: sorry to interrupt but that, go ahead, yeah, yeah, that yeah. blue cardigan oh <laughs> my hair, god yeah. so I appreciate you, so man. fire so far i okay. appreciate you and uh, i think
2: i'm i'm gonna try now nah, i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to bring that back for co- concept eight but like reworked a little bit mm-hmm. so we'll see okay. but um yeah i definitely want to i definitely want to uh get more into like knitwear and cut and sew which is in the works um but you know from like a structural, structural standpoint, I would definitely want to tap in more with like estates from a lot of these like musicians. So, you know, whether it's like Marvin Gaye or like Curtis Mayfield or like Quincy Jones or whoever, like Mm -hmm. being able to bring a little bridge, bridge some of that, those gaps and, you know, be able to talk about a lot of the issues that they spoke about in their music through the the vehicle or the medium of like clothing and just getting to get more into storytelling that way. So I definitely want to be able to talk to a lot of like some of these these estates and some of these artists like personally and work with them on creating collections mm-hmm. and then for me like i definitely just want to keep keep expanding the brand and like creating like offshoot brands that may focus solely on community work and then also may focus more on like just making some flash shit, you know wow. um maybe you know expanding to a bunch of different retailers internationally um I mean, to be honest, I have no interest in like selling anybody like a $2,000 cardigan. Right. So that's not really my, my my view, my vantage point. But I definitely just want to see where I can take this because it is an exercise in just creativity. It's just like right. bedroom bedroom brand type shit, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and just see where we can take it, see what I can do.
0: Wow. Well, beautifully said. Yeah. Beautifully said. <laughs> well, Mr. Warren, man, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast, bro. Thanks for having me. And I just want to say, man, I truly wish you the best, bro. For, not only for yourself, but also the brand, bro. And just seeing the work you're doing right now, keep going, man. Please keep going. Cause I think we're at a time now. And especially after the just tragic passing of Virgil, man, like, like yeah, creatives, creatives need got, to get, ki- you want to go get it. Yeah, you bro. Do it for Virgil, do it yeah, for man. him. <laughs> no, <not, not>, <laughs> nah, real shit. yeah, Yeah. Not even for him, just like doing it for yourself. Like yeah, just knowing that. where you want to go and where you want to take your creativity and really reach that and i truly hope you do that bro in all in all respect bro
2: i appreciate that man. and thanks again for having me thanks again for seeing me and and just recognizing the brand like i love what you guys are doing too um and i really want you to continue it as well so just you know continue to think about what you want to do and just scale and think even more you know want more for yourself because that's what I, i did for bloomfield and it's been working out really well so Wow, yeah man. man
0: oh and then also yo like where can the people follow follow you where can they where can they follow oh. the brand plug plug yourself man plug yourself i i
2: recently just like switched a lot of stuff up so my uh my ig is uh warren as cochran but my just follow the brand man bloomfield works bloomfield works twitter bloomfield works instagram mm. um yeah just follow the brand just tap in with us
0: wow. you heard the man follow yeah. the brand <laughs> follow it uh yo man thank you again it was a pleasure I hope you have a great day. Have a great weekend. Yeah. And you too. Yeah, man. Stay blessed. Stay blessed. Take it easy. Be Take safe. it easy, my G. Peace. Peace.